bit natural. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pocket Rocket podcast. This time it is a man behind the muscle in review with our newest IFBB pro. Hayda, how are you? <laughs> I'm very, very well. Thank you very much, Hannah. I am so buzzing for this episode. I can't even begin to tell you. I'm probably like equally as buzzing about this as you were when they said you were the overall and the newest pro yeah I'm pretty excited for this too as well to be fair <laughs> the last one so so good and this follow-up is um it's very fitting it's very kind of I don't know it's one of those things that I didn't really expect to kind of happen even though I was chasing but yeah we'll talk about that in a minute but yeah it's just very surreal still. I mean when we ended the podcast last time after we hit like stop on the record I said to you when you turn pro we will do this again and you were like well yeah like if uh, no 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 when yeah, I knew it was gonna did. happen it was inevitable it was just a matter of time and you've done it <laughs> I know it's crazy still can't believe it like even though everybody says it's just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if, it's when. It's like you get into a you get into the kind of which is very bad and very negative and very kind of sort of something that I wouldn't obviously ever recommend to anyone to do. But I think it was very hard for me to kind of break that cycle of just missing out. Mm. I just expected to keep just missing out. It, it became very normal. Like, I, I kind of, like, this sounds so fucking shit as well. I don't even want to say it, but I kind of accepted being not a loser. I don't want to call myself a loser, but, but I kind of accepted being that guy that was just not, was just okay with coming second or, or just missing out. Like, because I took the hits that many times, that many times, they kind of, it didn't feel normal, but it was like I could accept it. So it was like, oh, okay, it's happened again, kind of thing. Like, oh yeah, like in my mind, I, I, my mindset changed to the point where I was going into shows hoping that I'd win, rather than feeling confident that I could win. Mm. I was going into shows thinking I could get a pro card here. I could snag a pro card. Like I'm good enough to turn pro but I didn't think for one single second I was good enough to win that whole show and beat everyone, not for a second. When I was stood there in that, I don't know if anybody saw that clip when I got off stage and I'm like, looked like a man possessed talking to Callum. Like, I genuinely thought when I didn't get third and I didn't get second, that was it. I wasn't going to win. Mm. I thought, I'm going to fuck it again. Mm. <laughs> I was like, shit. But then I won it and I was like, wow, what the hell? So, yeah, that's why I'm kind of in a little bit of a void. Did uh, oh. You're still there. We've lost the picture, but I can hear you. Okay, that's good. It's because someone's trying to call me. Some so technical just difficulties. <clears throat> there we go. I think we're back. So, talk me through that moment then, because, like, as a competitor myself... I always relive that moment where they, they're calling placings and it's yeah. almost like it haunts me in the most incredible way because 
you can't help but run through those emotions and as they're calling people's names and numbers you're like okay well I'm either even further away or I'm one place closer yeah so when they called third Mm -hmm. what did you think I was like okay let's see if we can get second there we might be in for a second because they they moved us around so strange as well Mm. well like they they had me in the middle and then they moved me to one in from the end Mm -hmm. then to the end they did the same with me then they moved me back in the middle Mm. I was like okay I'm not really sure what the fuck's going on here so I didn't know I didn't know at all and then um it was the same in my class they had me in the middle the whole time Mm. and then moved the guy that I was worried about in the middle and then they moved the guy who was next to me on the outside in one as well and me out one so I wasn't sure then whether I was in the lead throughout the whole thing and then they decided at the end now let's uh, give him first place but then Callum was like no I think what they've done is they've decided that you've won and they wanted to compare second and third that's why they moved those two both in so then that made sense, obviously, when I'd won. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's when, so when I won the class, that that, that was uh, amazing. I was elated. I went nuts on stage then because I just, I, I knew how good the guy was that they were comparing me to a lot. He was fucking dangerous. <laughs> so to be here, I was like, fucking hell, that was, that was a relief. And uh, then obviously, you know, you've got quite a good chance of turning pro because you've got three pro cards on offer. Mm. Um, being in the uh, overall, yeah, like I said, when they called second, I was uh, well, sorry, when they called third, I was like, okay, let's see what we can do here. Hopefully, we've got second. Then they called second, and I was like, oh, I just thought straight back to Finland when I was in the overall there. You just went was the full last- deflation. Yeah, because I mean, in that last show in Finland, it was very tight. Like Ash, who won his pro card, is very good. So I don't really have any complaints in losing, but they were battling us. Like it was me and him in the middle. They were rotating us. They kept us on stage really fucking working for a long time. I knew that when we were in the overall, it was so close. And we both had exactly the same numbers. Our first two numbers were exactly the same. So it was like, you know what Ian's like? And like he called it first two numbers and I was looking down at his number and I was thinking this could go anyway because I could tell how close it was and then they obviously called his number and I was like massively deflated I was like so I was just thinking about that exact moment and how that felt so I'm sat there stood there waiting and um and uh he's called third he's called second and then he's going like obviously building it up as he does yeah and uh i I uh, just thought, oh, this is it again. It's going to happen again, isn't it? <laughs> going to walk away disappointed. So you'd so almost just... given up before it even happened. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I just didn't... I just I genuinely didn't believe that I had... I was that good. I didn't think I was good enough to win a show of such magnitude. Like, th- that show was t- probably the biggest show in Europe, like the yeah. biggest amateur show in Europe. 900 like competitors. Yeah, mental. I was like, the, I've been to big shows. I've competed in big shows. I've done well in big shows, but this was massive. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. 900 I'm not competitors. 
and you won the whole thing and got your pro card um, it's so crazy i swear it is so cra- this smile just does not <laughs> stop <laughs> it's it's mad i mean i was backstage obviously myself um all the girls around me were chatting and i was yeah. listening because we couldn't see but i was listening and i was like right okay okay now right haters class i was listening i was listening i was listening and I was sitting there with my fingers crossed either side of my face. And when they shouted your name, <laughs> I yelled out loud and everyone looked at me like, what? And, and I just turned to the girl next to me and I was like, you have no idea what this means to him. You have no idea. It's, oh, I, so I mean, cute. goosebumps just thinking about it right now. I'm honestly absolutely oh. over the moon for you. I'm so grateful for your support. Thank you. Honestly, no, it was no just when I, I, I when they called me as the winner, I didn't know what to do. Like I, I, I rehearsed it in my mind so many times. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'll probably cry. I'll probably like break down. Like, but I did. I didn't cry because it's just so surreal. Like, yeah, it, I, I feel like I'm probably gonna cry in like a week or something. Like when it really does set in and can't and and, and I and I uh, adjust to it because I'm still I still can't believe it and I couldn't believe it there and then so because of that I couldn't kind of connect with my emotions it was like I was in a state of shock it was just like has this actually happened like has this really happened what the fuck kind of thing like I'm just like walking around stage like putting my hands over my head and like doing circles and just couldn't believe it I could not believe it so when you walked off stage, yeah, who was the first person you spoke to? Uh, I think it was Callum straight away. And what did, what was the first thing he said to you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember. I just think he was just <laughs> smiling, like like if you, I don't know if you've saw the video of somebody recording me and then turning the camera to Callum. He was like hunched over, not even watching. He couldn't even look. I feel like I've took about five years off his life from, from this. <laughs> I do like I, I've fucking I've put him through the mill big time because like he he it, he's such a good friend as well as a coach. Like he's always been really supportive of me. He's always been a friend of mine. And then when I got to work with him, we kind of just. We just work well together straight away anyway because we've trained together in the past and we mm. spoke a lot and we hit it off straight away. Like we had a good result like, and, and the progression's been sick. It was like we came third in Spain, then we came second in Poland, then we won in Finland and missed out on the overall and then we won in Denmark and won the overall. It's like just, yeah, it was, it was amazing. But I know I know he's 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 had a... He's had a He's been put through it because, I mean, I, I was like, look, mate, I, I, I wouldn't say I make him go with me because I know he loves it. He likes to travel with us and stuff. But yeah. I like I can be very kind of insecure at times and very anxious about stuff. And I'm like, I need you there. Man. I can't do it. If, if you're not, I'm not doing it. Like, that's what I say to him sometimes. And he's like, yeah, OK, of course I'm coming. And I'm like, OK, sick, wicked. I'll book it all now. Like, and and and. He he lives lives and breathes bodybuilding. He loves his job. Like when we're sat in the apartments or the Airbnbs or whatever, 
he's just working. Mm. It could be just for like 20 minutes here or half an hour there. or But he's nonstop on his Mac working, doing check-ins, Zoom calls, phone calls, all sorts. Like he, he absolutely loves his job. Mm. And to coach people at a high level, he loves to put people through competitions and, and peak them and get them ready. But it's obviously very stressful when... You not only love your job, but you actually care about your client. Like I've got clients that are competing in this weekend, next weekend, and the weekend after that are good friends too. And you 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 burden a lot of the responsibility on yourself. You um you know, like especially with this show, because we did it so differently. Like mm-hmm. we we did a mental peak. Like we ate so much so food much leading into yeah, like the night before sushi, the night before the show, we went out for all-you-can-eat sushi. No holds barred, no being sensible with your, your your choices of the menu. Like, it wasn't like just pick nigiri and sashimi. It was like fried tempura, fucking sticks of this and that. Eat, eat, eat till you cannot move. I was, like, crippled with pain. It was like post-show binge, but the night before a show. And I'm doing it, and the whole time I'm doing it, I'm thinking, this is not right. What the hell am I doing? Like, this, how am I going to look good on stage tomorrow? Like, what the fuck? Like, I've just eaten 450 grams of carbs that day, and the day before, a 1,000. And I'm like, now you're popping me up with probably close to another, I don't know, it's so hard to say when you're just eating non-stop. Like, I seem to blow my nose, I'm sorry. Got a bit of a cold. So with that sushi (coughs) blow up, um, Uh. something I thought about, um, we were talking about it on the way home, my coach and I, Jake, and I was like, did you see how much sushi, like, hater ate though? And we kind of said, well, surely they'd played that out once or twice and maybe a refeed or an off plan or something. Yeah. I mean, we had, so it wasn't completely kind of alien, but whenever I've done refeeds before, we've done stuff like that. But then when it comes to competition, we don't. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because it's, you can't physically kind of track. Like I've never counted how many rolls I've had. Or, yeah. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? It's just always been eat, 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 fill the tank, eat till you can't eat anymore. And then we move on. Yeah. So um, we went from doing that in the evening and I was literally like struggling to move. Like my, my stomach was hurting me. I was like, fucking hell. Like, Were this you is not like, freaking I, out at that point? I know what it's like to kind of, um, yeah, I was a, a little bit, but I trust them. So I, yeah. I just, I, I, can, I can safely say that I'll blindly do whatever he wants me to do mm. like, without <laughs> without a doubt so um i am i still on you are yes okay just so i i, I was just like right i'm gonna just do what he says mm. and eat till i'm full and at the end of the day this is what he wants me to do so i'm gonna do it mm. and um we went with it and yeah like like you know yourself obviously you've competed and you've eat until you can't move before i'm sure everybody's oh, done it horrible and, and yeah and you wake up the next day and you can't you're not comfortable are you like nope. you're you're in and out the toilet you've got gas and you feel crap and like 
everything like I always describe it as like under your ribs it feels like your stomach is like popping out from it like it's painful from there so I can't imagine waking up like that on a show day and thinking oh this is going to be great yeah that's what I was thinking as well I was thinking how am I gonna how am I gonna because he's like right we're gonna definitely need to eat more in the morning and I'm like are you mad I was like I don't more in the morning whenever I eat food like this I don't eat until like 11 o'clock 12 yeah. o'clock like I can't physically and he just didn't say anything and then I was like okay fuck it I was like I'm going to bed and then like woke up the next day and I wasn't super super bloated like usually but I was a little bit kind of back to up but then he was like yeah fine I was like and I wasn't super watery or anything like that he was like yeah good right let's get some food in and we still, we had three, three carb meals on show day. And you like, were on fairly early in the grand scheme of things, weren't you? Yeah, we were on about four-ish, I think, four, four-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, show ran a little bit late, didn't it? Because it was meant to be a little bit earlier yeah. than that. But usually, I mean, what we've done with every other show is we've gone two days carb loading mm-hmm. and then we've got 24 hours, zero carbs where we completely back away from the carbohydrates because we want to remove any excess fluid and we want to make sure that on show day, my waist is super tight and there's no food hanging around my stomach. There's no bloat. There's no issues. But this time he was like, we need to replicate the fullness that you're getting from these sushi feeds. Mm. He's like, try and mimic that on stage because these boys are going to be big and we need you to be full as a house. Mm. And I've never really, I've never ever, looking back at shows, maximized my potential. Everybody's different and everybody reacts differently to how they assimilate carbohydrates, what kind of, what they can push in terms of fullness and still stay tight. And I'm somebody that can, that can fill up. And when I'm full, I look about 10 kilos heavier than what I am. Like, I'm on stage, stood next to that kid that was next to me in my in my class, um, the one that I thought was going to beat me. And he was a big black kid. I don't know if you saw him. Mm. But he was 104 kilos. I'm, like, 91. Wow, big difference then. And I look bigger, as big as, if not bigger than him, and more conditioned. Mm. Because the illusion of, of filling up properly, I really do look a lot bigger than what I am. So Callum was very fixated on making sure that I was big on stage. And he knows that I've never really done that. We've never really managed to nail it. Like every time I've, which is like kind of good because you look back and you think we didn't nail it. We still managed to play some win and do, mm. do well those so this time we kind of pushed it we we took a risk and um it paid off I guess because my waist stayed tight and I I was full as a house like I started pumping up and everything just exploded straight away and I was like yes we're on and uh yeah it was just crazy how much food we had to eat to to achieve that look I mean you could say it was a risk but you could say that it was just repeating something that I've talked about with a few people in the last kind of six months is this change in people's peak weeks to what they would normally do 
so people start cutting out loads of stuff and they start changing things and you're kind of a bit like well yeah. why are you changing all that because you look great on Tuesday evening after you trained so you didn't do anything differently mm. there you had all the water you had all the food that you'd normally have your fats carbs everything so you yeah. could say that Callum just went well you look cracking day to day so let's just do that it is very true but at the same time it's it's just because it's kind of untrackable mm. it would have been ever have been the same no one sushi feed would have been the same i could never say yeah that's exactly the same amount i ate last time mm. or that's exactly the same rock i ate last time or they had the same amount of sodium on that they had in that place in dubai like it was so it could have been the variances could be huge Mm. like we all know how much different food can um be in terms of sodium content fat content calorie content just on how somebody cooks it Mm. so there's always that risk there which is something that's always going to be prevalent because of you just can't control those 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 conditions Mm. and um obviously i don't usually do two days well one and a half days of full carb loading before i have a sushi meal yeah like dust and i'm depleted to death before i'm having a feed do you know what i mean so it was it in in a sense it was the same but at the same time there was a lot of differences so it was always going to be something that gave me a little bit of fear and a little bit of doubt as Rhea would say no more fear no more doubt oh yeah no more fear no more doubt literally that's spot on for you right now it is yeah because it's 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 how I'm feeling as well like I was speaking to Jordan after the show and he uh sent me a voice note and he was like mate I'm so happy for you all this and he was like now the pressure's off He's like, now you're going to go into a pro show excited and wanting to not feeling like you have to win. Like every show I've been going into is like, I need to win. I have to get first quarter. I have to be in that overall. I need to win my pro card. It's not fun at all. Mm. Like this show for me was like, I didn't ever say it, but I had Denmark and I had Spain. And I was like, if I don't win my pro card here, I'm probably going to sack it off. Really? Like, I, I didn't publicly say it. Yeah, because it's just like, how many times are you going to try? And how many like how many times are you going to be that nearly guy? And I just didn't, I just felt like a failure. I thought, if I can't win, if I can't win after all these shows, then I'm never going to fucking win. Like, and I just didn't want to fucking keep showing up because it was, wasn't, it wasn't becoming fun anymore. Mm. It wasn't, it, the, the enjoyment had kind of gone and I was just chasing this goal and it was just like, fucking hell. Like we spoke before I'd done five shows mm. and, and got turned away at Norway border for the sixth. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Doing all that in, 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 in quick succession was just like draining. Mm. I had four weeks off in between um Norway being turned away from Norway and Denmark where I completely let my hair down I ate what I wanted I maintained my routines in terms of cardio and steps and stuff but I just had family time and chilled out put a bit of body fat on and then resumed prep mm. 
that obviously really helped me and allowed me to bring a fresher look and uh, a bit of a better mindset, a bit more hopeful because I could see my body changing in a manner that was um, positive because it started getting fucking knackered. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like show after show after show, it's hard for anyone anyway. But doing like five back to back, your condition starts to slip. Because you don't realise it, because you think that, oh, yeah, my metabolism's sky high now. I've just competed. I can eat what I want. I can do what I want. But when you're doing shows back-to-back, week-to-week, and you're carb-loading, and then you get on stage, and then you have a cheat meal and a load of shit that night, and then you've got, like, five, six days to deplete again, Mm. you never really catch up. So you get a tiny little bit fatter every week. And by Norway, I was fucking, I was looking shit. I was like, this, do you know what I mean? And I needed to restart and refresh again. And um, you, you, you just get in that habit of like, obviously we're always analyzing ourselves and looking at ourselves and, and, and you, the doubt sets in and you start questioning whether you're capable of doing it again. And is my body that tired? Is this four weeks going to be enough? Like, even that, even that, if you look look at it, really, I've been dieting since like March, mm. and four weeks is literally nothing. Like it's not a long time to have a little bit of time off and then start hardcore prep again. So even then, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but luckily, my body responded really, really well, and um, I ended up being in a really good package, of course, and it was my best yet. So. I guess sometimes you've got to just dig your heels in and get it done. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what? I think that's a really, really good message to put across as well, because I know that there are a lot of people, whether you are new to this circuit or you've been doing it a long time, there are a lot of people that keep going and keep going and keep going. And and I'm sure that they've had those thoughts of, can I actually do this? Can I really? Am, Am I built for this? And I think it's like we kind of touched upon the other day, like this is the perfect example of if you just keep going, it will come. Yeah. But it can be so hard when, like you say, you get pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And you're like, Uh, I'm uh, always number two. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like you're so close, but you're so far. It's like anybody can say what they want and, and, and tell you that it's a matter of time and all this, but you just get to a point where you're like, just stop saying it, please, mm. because there's just been a lot of time. <laughs> it's still not happened. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like how, how many more times can I just keep trying to do this? Mm. Because at the end of the day, if I've not won an overall yet, then am I just hoping for it? A quiet show am I hoping for somebody to turn up that's not as good that's not as good as me do you know what I mean and then and then you're looking at it at the other angle of like well why would you want to do that or what's the point in turning pro if you're just a shit pro like yeah if you can't win an overall you're never going to do jack shit as a pro do you know what I mean and then you get other people saying stuff like yeah but it's because you just look like a pro already and you're more suited to the pro ranks and they like giving amateurs the amateur wins to the people that look like amateurs and then they give them time to grow and get in the pro league and all that. And you're like, 
this is just all talk. Like no one actually knows anything, like, any any of this. Do you know I what I mean? That's bollocks, no, personally. But there we go. You know what I mean? Like you're not a judge, mate. Do you know no. what I mean? You don't know that. And I'm like, well, how does that even make sense? Because if I look like a pro, then surely they'd be like, yeah, give him his pro card. He belongs in the pro league. Do you know what I mean? And then, like, I think, well, I think I kind of spoke to the spoke to you about this last time on the podcast. It's like your brain is flooded with 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 a thousand different things that you could pick and decide on as to why you haven't done well mm. do you know what i mean like, there's so many different things that you could say like oh i got screwed over or oh they don't like me or oh he's in with the judges or oh yeah i look like a pro or oh um it just wasn't my day today or yeah if i could have been turned up then if i understood next to this yeah. person if the lighting was better yeah like that like you could sit there and have a million different excuses as to why you didn't win. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like this is this is the, the crazy game that we're in. It's like, yeah, I do believe that the best person doesn't always win. I do believe that happens. But then whose decision is that to say that that person was the best? What, because I think it? Mm. Or because you think it? Then the day the judges have the decision, and that's what they decided. So, are they right? Because their decision's final, it does that mean it's correct? These are the these are the the, the constant arguments you can have with yourself, and this is where you can really drive yourself mental. And you've just got to just switch it off and just crack on with what you've got to do, yeah. and keep focused on the goal, and just have faith that the right decision will will come to light when it's time and at the end of the day i guess that's what happened just in time because <laughs> i was about done i think i i mean i'm a firm believer and everything happens for a reason and i think like we touched upon 10 minutes ago or whatever it was the biggest show so although yeah. you were at the point of giving up you didn't turn pro at a shit show in the arse yeah. end of December where no one of any kind of kind of notability in the sport turns yeah. up and it's just these random people and they all look a bit crap and everyone's a bit tired and then yeah. you brag about going pro there. Exactly. And that's what makes it all so much better and so much more kind of, I guess, vindicating because I feel like I, I feel like I've fucking done something really, really special now. Like I feel like what I've achieved is is no fucking joke. Like I missed out on Norway where there was like thirty competitors or something. I got a like I got a message off the head judge post show that I didn't make it in my inbox saying, "Don't want to stab the knife in and twist it, but if you'd have turned up today, you'd have won." And I was like, fucking hell, that's kind like of I one. did turn up today. It wasn't in my control. Yeah, I tried. Mm. In one hand, it's like amazing. He thinks I'm good enough to turn pro. And on the other, it's like, for fuck's sake, this mm. is not meant to be. Never going to turn pro. And then now I look back and I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't get in. I'm so glad that they didn't let me in Norway because I would have won a little show. Yeah, I would have turned pro. I would have been happy. I would have been overall winner or whatever. But I just went and won the fucking biggest show in Europe. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 
keep keep it, mate. Whoever won, like, that's yours, mate. Enjoy it. I've just gone and done something really fucking sick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Love that it's, so it's, much. Honestly, honestly, I'm so glad I never won any of those shows. Like, it's just nuts. Nuts. Like you say, everything does happen for a reason. And, and I feel so happy that it's happened. It's happened at the end of November, just coming into Christmas where I would have been having time off anyway. I can go home back to Dubai and celebrate with my children. They fucking watched me grind this whole year. They know exactly what I've been chasing for. Like my own, my boy got emotional, started crying and stuff and saying like, oh, it's, he should have won ages ago. It's not been fair and all this sort of shit. Oh. Like they were, both, they were both watching online going nuts. I don't know if you saw me share it on my story. Like my three-year-old daughter just screaming, running around the house. My son's just so happy. Like it, to go home and be able to enjoy it with them and just oh, bless you. Show, them that, <laughs> show them that everything that I did was every sacrifice I made when they saw me like tired in the front room, falling asleep, where they see me dragging my ass up at like 7 p.m. to do my evening cardio. It's they now they know, now they see that it was all worth it. It was all worth the effort and the pain and the suffering and the tiredness because I set myself a goal and I worked hard to achieve it and it is just showing them lessons that hard work pays off and they this is the biggest and best thing that they will ever be able to witness in their life that their own dad has put so much on the line worked hard spent tons of money and 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 and, and time into into going to try and achieve this goal and now I'm a professional athlete I, I, I can sit there and say I'm an IFBB pro and it all was worth it. And, 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 they, and they're so happy. They see it. They've watched it. They've witnessed it. And they've came to shows. They've sat there and watched me come second and come with a third medal or a first place medal and explain how I just missed out. And they're just kids being kids. Oh, you were the best and you should have won and all this. And I'm like next time don't worry we will win and all that and like now I can say see I told you yeah told you told you I'd do it, it you're it so right it's such a great lesson for them to see yeah like it applies to everything I said it on my story yesterday it's like you have to be willing to do it I mean it sounds cliche it sounds cheesy but if you're willing to put the work in and just continue to strive and work hard for your goals and show that you're relentless in the trying to achieve them you will achieve them mm. because it's just going to happen because not there's not that many people that are willing to just continue to work hard people will give up easily people will give up before you and if you just want it enough you will get it regardless of what it is yeah. and i really i really believe that you can apply this to anything in life business relationships friendships com competition goals bodybuilding strongman whatever it is if you just be consistent if you can work hard consistently over time you will get to where you want to be you've just got to have some patience and be willing to take some knocks on the way mm. and if you can do that you're going to get there without a doubt yeah consistency will beat everything it will beat yeah. intelligence it will beat genetics 
it will be like hard work for a period of time if you are consistently striving towards whatever it is education like you say work bodybuilding or fitness of some kind whatever it is business you will get there because it's non-negotiable that's it exactly exactly that and at the end of the day like you say hard work beats genetics without a doubt the lad who the lad who i beat in my class has got far superior genetics to me without a doubt but he wasn't hard enough he wasn't trying he hadn't been working as hard as i had been and that's it maybe if he had of he would have beat me yeah and he knows that i saw him post a post today on his story tagging me in it saying he deserved he deserved to lose i was more conditioned i was in better shape at the end of the day hard work beats talent doesn't it and it's as simple as that yeah um, I think that's a really good show of sportsmanship as well, um, which yeah. can be quite rare in this sport to see someone be like, do you know what? Yeah, they're better than me. Cool. He had he had his moment backstage. <laughs> he wasn't so he wasn't such a sportsman as soon as it happened, but yeah. Sometimes it takes time, doesn't it? And acceptance. Yeah, I, I let him off with it. I don't mind. Um, I'm easy. I'm happy. So. Of course you are. You got the car. Yeah. There's not. <laughs> Many people that have said, and we have disagreed with the with the with the judging. So I'm happy in that sense too. Usually, you're going to get somebody saying, "Oh, yeah, he was a bit soft, or he should have won, or, or he should have won, or she should have won, or whatever." But apart from his he, that that guy having a bit of a moment with his mates post show, I've not heard any kind of negative words or anyone saying that I didn't deserve it or. It was my time, or he got it because he'd done so many shows or anything. None of that talks came out, so mm. that that kind of makes me happy because I feel like I won fair and square. Yeah, no one's trying to sit there and take it away from you. No, no. So, how has it been post show? Um, very strange. Very kind of um. There's there's a ton of emotions going through my mind at the minute where. I feel like I've got a bit of a void in my life. Like I, like I said to you just before we started, it's like I have, um, I have I had this goal in, in my mind every single day I wake up, whether I've been in a mini off-season or a little relaxed period or deep into prep. It's been every single day I'm hunting for that pro card. My days are orientated around chasing that pro card. And now I've got it. It's like, okay, so now what? Even though I'm very, very, very driven, I'm very excited, I'm very focused on on doing a pro show and making my mark in the pro league, even though it's very clear what I have to do next and I actually do know what I'm going to do next, I still feel a little bit lost. I still feel like I'm a bit anxious, I'm a bit... Um, nervous. I feel like I've got a little bit of uh, imposter syndrome. I am um, waking up thinking, okay, do I have a cookie for breakfast or do I have salmon and egg whites? Mm. It's like I'm, I'm fighting, battling myself. I'm like, just fucking let loose and enjoy yourself, man. You've been fucking killing yourself for ages. And then it's like, yeah, but now you're a pro, mate. Fucking get a grip. You got to fucking eat well and, 
and 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 set an example and then it's like yeah but you're still allowed to fucking do what you want like you can do that next week and then it's like okay what do I train okay how much cardio do I do what cardio do I do do I watch my steps do I not shall I just chill shall I just have a day of doing zero or no because I feel guilty I need to move I need to do something and it's just constant battles at the minute where they're not to the, they're not they're not getting to me to the point where they're like really stressing me out or or upsetting me or I'm getting like anxious about deciding what to do for the day but I'm very much um wishy-washy about everything that I do it's like so a little bit play devil's advocate here then in prep or in a structured mm. sort of off-season mini off-season period whatever you wanted to call it yeah you would rely on Cal to say to you, right, you're doing this. So even in this post-show period, would you not rely on Cal to be like, okay, Hayda, you need to be doing X, Y, Z. Food needs to be here. Steps need to be here. Cardio needs to be here. Uh, There's two two kind of um, options and elements to that answer. So there's one part of it, Callum will be like, mate, do what the fuck you want. And when you want, tell me. Okay. That's what he said. When you want structure, when you're ready to get your head on, let me know. Then the other part of it is me thinking, like, I don't want to plan unless I'm going to follow it. And because I'm in between all these decisions... Uh, I don't want to say, yeah, Callum, right, let's get this plan sorted. Let's get on track now because I'm not even gone home yet. I'm not even seen my kids yet. Mm. Like, like they, they need me 100%. They don't need me prepping meals and, doing, and, and taking time away from them. They need me at their disposal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I have to kind of ignore maybe what it is that I want to really do in a sense where it's maybe I'll be feeling like I need that structure next week when I'm back well I, we fly on Monday so it's literally two days mm-hmm. but even if I do feel like I need it I feel like I should ignore it and just be like okay kids what do you want to do today and they say let's go and have pancakes and sit on the beach then that's what we're going to do yeah do you know what I mean like if I say right kids what do you want to do today and they say would you want to go swimming upstairs and go drive to the mall and go shopping then that's what we're going to do or let's go and grab an ice cream or let's go and just I don't know let's go and have (laughs) let's have a biscuit and some tea or anything Uh, I just want them to have their dad 100% for them Mm. rather than have an agenda or a motive that I have to fulfill before I can give them my time. Mm. Oh, dad, what are you do? Where are you going, dad? And I'm like, oh, I'm just going cardio. And like, Again? I'm like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'll be back later. And they're like, okay, where are you going, dad? Oh, I'm just going to the gym. They're like, you went to the gym this morning. And I'm like, no, that was for cardio. Mm. And they're like, oh, okay. All right. See ya. And it's just like, fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? I want them to just be like, Dad, where are you going today? And I'm like, well, where do you want to go? Yeah. Where do you want to go? Let's go. I want to just give them that time because at the end of the day, it's not going to be long. It's not going to be forever. I need to, I will need structure pretty fucking soon. I will need to start making improvements. We plan on getting on stage as a pro next year. So 
that doesn't leave me a long time to make some good improvements. Mm. So I'm going to have to get my act together quick. So for the first week or two, I just want them to enjoy me and uh, make up for some lost time. And if that means I'm going to put excess weight on or mean I'm going to have to do excess extra cardio here and there when I can sneak it in when they're asleep in the morning super early or or when they go bed or do go out for walks and steps then so be it but I think it's very important that they 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 get to savor this moment and enjoy it with me too I think as well like like from what you've said obviously now but also in the previous podcast we recorded like you and your family prep as a unit yeah and so they've been technically in some respects in prep with you this whole time so i yeah. guess there is a a kind of want and maybe a need to give back to them definitely without a doubt i mean even like even when you're trying to be present and you're trying to be as available to them as you can be like I do on like rest days and stuff like that there's still always that that anxiousness in my mind like I really don't like doing steps not that I don't like doing them but they make me anxious how so the minute I, the minute I wake up to so the minute I go to bed I'm checking what I've done mm. And it fucking gets to me so much. Like, it really winds me up sometimes because I'm like, just don't fucking stop. Like, when I wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, you get up, you have your little morning routine, you go and do your cardio, you do some steps, you get back, you have your breakfast, you do some more steps, you get back, you do some work, you do some more steps, you go to the you train, then you finish, then you come back, and then you check in, all right, what am I on? What am I on? Oh, shit, I need to get, I need, like, it gets me to the point where I'm, like, going to the furthest away toilet in the house or forgetting things, like, accidentally on purpose, so I've got to go back and get them. I'm, like, walking, like, doing zigzags, walking down the corridors and stuff. It's just fucking pathetic. I'm, like, this is, this is so gay. What am I doing? Going like, up and down every aisle in the supermarket just because you yeah. know you get an extra two, three thousand. Parking your car right in the corner of the car park. It's like you, I'm in a lift and I'm walking around the lift yeah. before it gets to the floor. And I'm like, it's, it's just just it's just an underlying anxiousness that I just hate. Yeah. Do you know like uh, yeah, it gets me so bad, but I know it's a, a, ne- a necessity. I know I have to do it, so I just do it, but I really don't like it. But, yeah, like, the point I was making was, <laughs> when I went nuts about steps, <laughs> was even on rest days, it's like there's I've got my motive and my agenda that I need to, that I need to do, and I try and twin it with the family day out. Like, oh, why don't we go for a walk down there? I'm like, oh, but it's a bit far. I'm like, yeah, it'll be all right. We'll go for a walk. We'll have a nice nice family walk down the marina. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Clock up a thousand steps there. Get that out of the way. Do you know what I mean? It's just like there's always something where you're fucking having to do it for yourself, and I just don't want that. So mm. I just want to be there for them. Like, even though that's not affecting anyone, it's not upsetting anyone, it's, it's still me in my head knowing that I'm doing something 
for my personal gain and I just just don't want to do anything for me or my goals I don't want what I'm having to do for my goals to coincide with the family time that I feel that they deserve for these next week or two or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you talk about um, the pressures and sort of feelings of anxiousness around prep when I would look at you and think, God, this is a man that loves prepping. Uh, uh I pretty much am cool with every part of prep apart from steps. <laughs> I just I just do my nutting, honestly. You're like, it's starve because... me, Cal, but don't give me steps. Yeah. It's only because of the anxiousness that they, they create. It's 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 just I feel like it's on my mind all day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Where I've got a thousand other things on my mind. Like I've got work, I've got family, I've got prep in general i'm checking my condition i'm like doing my cardio hitting my weight sessions i've got other things going off like with business here and there and like other 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 avenues that i'm exploring and then that's just the one thing that's just stuck in the back all day from morning to night everything else has its little moment and has its little time that you can unlock to it and get it done like you you can't get 10 plus thousand steps done in just one hit when you've got to do over an hour cardio and a weight session yeah do you know what I mean it's like constantly trying to build them up throughout the day and if you're knackered or you're you're tired or you miss one of those little stints that you usually do then you've got to make up for it later on Mm. and I always try and have an eat the evening to myself where I just chill like past like 8 p.m I just want to do nothing Mm. so if those times it really does get to me Mm. Um, I find myself sometimes in prep being stressed at like 10 o'clock at night thinking, oh, my God, right. Am I going to go walk the streets in the dark on my own or am I going to lap the front room like a madman? And it's at that point where you're like, oh, my God, I can't be yeah, honest. What, what is life? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are these fucking gay little steps going to do? Can't I just, just go sleep? when you're dizzy from walking around in circles i know and you're trying to find ways to like relieve the dizziness so you just go like straight don't turn just go straight up and down or when you turn stop and turn (laughs) insane that this is the process that we go through and we think about those sorts of things i know it's madness Um, Right, so we had a few questions on the Q&A that I put up. Um, I just wanted to run through with you. Yep. Um, So someone asked, what do you feel was different um, with the IFBB Pro look than the other looks that you brought to stage? So, yeah, um, definitely the fullness that we managed to bring. I managed to really, really maximise that and bring a really full, hard package. And also, I tweaked my back pose and I managed to, I guess I realised that I've been fucking trying too hard in my back pose and making it look less open than it can do. So for a lot of the time, I thought my back was quite weak, but it was really mainly just me not being able to kind of really spread it and open it up that kind of just clicked on like show day morning and we were like, what the fuck? 
like we were looking at pictures and we were like, no way. Like I was going through it with Zach, Fotheringham. Mm. And we, it was like a, a light bulb moment. Do you know what I mean? It was like, no way. My back looks crazy. Like it's never looked like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that was one thing. And obviously, yeah, the main thing I imagine was the, um, the fullness that we managed to achieve and bring that look to stage rather than just having great pictures on your Instagram from when you've had a refeed and you've got a good pump in the gym, we kind of managed to translate that onto stage. So that was really cool. The sushi uh, pump, as we should call it, sushi, sushi. Sushi protocol. Sushi protocol. Cow's sushi protocol. Yeah. That and a packet of salt and vinegar crisps. <laughs> Is that you? Is that what you do? No, I'd love that. Um, no, I've heard a few people say that he gives salt and vinegar crisps as a pump up. He's given me just we we waste salt and just go I'll dry just them that up. in. Yeah, 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 no, I think my it's changed every year for me, but um, this year we kind of fed up a little bit more, and I just had cream of rice and peanut butter and dark chocolate. But when you nice. see people backstage like banging in things like crisps, you're like, or a people, Reese's I, cup. Mm. I see people banging donuts and shit like mental. Cooking. Like that's just not right, man. Not not before you get on stage. Nathan Diasha banging in Burger Kings before show. Yeah, yeah. I've done that before. To be fair, I had a McDonald's once with Jordan. Yeah, I don't risky. even know how people put trust in like something like that. You've got to be super, super peeled, and you've got to have a good set of genetics where you can kind of deal with any kind of uh, scenario. Nathan Diasha can Nathan Diasha preps on like curries and stuff. I am um, watched his YouTube the other day, and he said that in prep, he has like eight and a half thousand calories. I think he said that's his cutting, and I'm like, what? I mean, I know he's an absolute lump, but that is insane. I don't know about that. <laughs> he, might, he might have got that wrong. <laughs> he might. Well, if he embellished it, then that's one thing. But he definitely, yeah, because he was doing a 20K challenge. And he was like, this yeah, is nothing to me. He yeah, he did it. Yeah. Roly, I don't know if he made it. Did Rob do it? Rob. He was going to do it with Rob Taylor. Did he do it on his own in the end? No, he did it with um, four guys, um, Roly and him, a guy called Dan, and I can't remember who the other guy was. Um, but yeah, one of the guys threw up in an Italian restaurant. Um, he, but yeah, Nathan he, just smashed through it, like no dramas. What, 20,000 done? Easy. Yeah. yeah. He was he just um, Pop-Tarts, Lint Balls, McDonald's, Five guys, uh, two dairy milk chocolate bars, donuts, uh, the Italian place, ice cream, and some more burgers. I did it once. It was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Honestly, it was fucking horrible. I was in a bright mess. I can't Never. imagine it being comfortable. Oh, honestly, I got to around... I'm not even going to say. It's just, <laughs> you don't want to hear it, honestly. It's just, I was so bad, so bad. The next day, I felt like I'd actually torn the inside of my stomach. 
like it was sore, painful wow. sore. After a regular post-show binge, it was like actually painful. It was so bad. So, so bad. So and lesson be- for everyone here, don't try and do a 20K challenge. No, not unless you're going to do it really like strategically where you're just having like tubs of peanut butter or something that are just going to go in easy and just mm. wrap, wrap up calories. If you're going to do it where you are trying to kind of enjoy it, then you've fucking got no hope. Mm. I tried to do it in a fun way where I was eating everything that I enjoyed. I started off with like pancakes and French toast and like syrup and, and eggs and like all that shit. Then I had like a McDonald's breakfast. I started from like 7am. So I had a McDonald's breakfast at about 9, 10. Then I had uh, Domino's pizza, 20 KFC wings, a chicken burrito and a Ben and Jerry's tub. And then that, that's what fucking screwed me. That one meal there did me in. And I was like, from then on, it was an uphill battle. The Domino's uh, and the Ben and Jerry's would have killed me yeah, off. That's what it is. Uh, the, the mix of that and ice cream is just so dense and the, mm. the lack everything else, it just fucking screwed me right over everything after that was just hard work yeah and then i was trying to have like cereal you know like crunchy nut clusters and stuff like that trying to enjoy stuff and it was just making it even worse because it was just like the the liquid and stuff i don't really (laughs) get the whole eating challenging thing um i think a lot of it is because people want to see you do a 20k challenge they're like or a 10k or whatever it may be people love to watch people eat um, yeah they do most views on youtube without a doubt every yeah. single eating video if you go on somebody's channel and they've done an eating challenge video it will have like double or triple the amount of views than every other video that they've done i don't really know what the fixation is about it but yeah they, they do well so mm. if you want to ramp your engagement on YouTube, I guess it is a good way. Eat like a twat. Here's <laughs> me, I'll be doing it. IFBB Pro, first, first, first video on his new YouTube. What would you do though? Because 20K obviously you said was horrendous, but I imagine you'd do to... 10 pretty easy. Yeah, 10 would be easy, easy. Yeah. I'd do 20 again, but I'd just do it. Now I've got the know-how, I'd do it a little bit more strategically. I wouldn't be trying to fucking cook French toast and have a load of fun with it. It'd be yeah. a bit more calorie dense. Just burgers all day. Yeah, burgers or what else is really stupidly high in calories. Just make like make like peanut butter and Nutella sandwiches fried in butter or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you just can't go down the ice cream and milkshake route because you're asking for trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'd probably taste amazing. You know, like deep fried Oreos and stuff like that. Well, I mean, just anything fried is pretty fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. They're always banging, aren't they? I go London today. I'm going to go nuts. Oh, enjoy. (laughs) Down in my ends. Yeah. I don't know where to go, though. Well, I'll send you some places after this. Yeah, I'm thinking of hitting a food market this afternoon, potentially. And then um, we're going Sticks and Sushi at 8pm. We've got that booked. And I've got a really nice suite in um, Bridge, so I can't wait. 
Got a fucking butler. A butler service. What even is that? I mean, tell me you're a pro without telling me you're a pro. I know. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, though? What is it? Maybe they'll... What do they do? I guess if you need anything. Like, can you come take my socks off? Because I can't bend over because I've eaten too much today. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm holding that much water. Help me Um, on that note one of the other questions we got was what was your post-show food what was like your meal you had after you came off stage it was crap oh I know well I waited what Callum had Hannah doing bikini so -hmm. he was there till late and obviously I didn't want to go without him so when I got back to the uh, apartment to have a shower and stuff I um, what did I eat I don't think I had anything. I had, yeah, I had uh, chocolate rice cakes. I had a packet of chocolate rice cakes, so like six chocolate rice cakes. I don't know about you, but they're like, I fucking love them. Yeah, they're good. Have you had the ones like, with raspberry on? Yeah, I have, yeah. They're good. Mm. They're good. I just like milk chocolate rice cakes. I just could just nail them all day. White chocolate right. yogurt ones are nice as well. Yogurt ones are banging. Mm. I've had. So they are good but yeah I had a pack of them and then I just waited and we went had a shower we went back to the show by the time he got out nothing was open so we had a fucking crappy Burger King yeah it was shit but they had a special on and it was called a, a London Burger and it was truffle in a Burger King and it was Ooh. fucking <laughs> I got a Whopper a double Whopper and that and the wop was crap. I didn't even eat it all because it was just dry as a bone. But the London thing was fucking decent. Truffle in Burger King. I, yeah, I know. I, I can't That's imagine bougie, it being isn't real. it? I, it probably wasn't real. It was probably just like truffle flavour. I don't yeah. know, but it was fucking nice, honestly. So, yeah, that's all we ate. And then the next day we um, went back to the sushi place that we loaded on. <laughs> And I haven't really had anything special since, to be honest. Uh, actually, I did. I went to the Italian in my hometown the night before last. It was really nice. Just had a really nice fillet steak and a bit of pasta. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah, I saw that yeah. on your story. Cooked beautifully. Yeah. Oh, mm. it was so, so good. I haven't had any red meat in my diet this year. So that was that was different. It was nice to have that as a change. Was that for digestive reasons? No. Obviously, I was with um, Hyacin before I got with, with Callum, do you remember? Mm-hmm. And he just he's just not a fan of red meat, so he didn't put it in my diet. Right. And then obviously, because I started with Callum being so low body fat and between shows, it was just like carried on with some, my kind of baseline diet, but just upped things and changed things rather than introducing new food groups, which could potentially cause yeah. an issue. Yeah, it was just how it kind of happened. But I'm going to definitely start having some red meat more frequently now uh, in my off-season. I always fancy a steak after I've come off stage. Do you? Not every I'm not re- show, but it's, it's the richness of the meat. I'm like... Mm. Yeah, I've never been hugely into steak, but I, I do appreciate a good steak for sure. Uh, I'm usually just after a burger as soon as I get off stage, but I've not really been bothered about it. 
But I think that's partly because Dubai's got some mental burger places and I know probably have some that's sick over there. Mm. But then again, today, some of these food markets have some sick pop-up burger stands. I went to that one in um, Box Park before. I forgot what it's called. I think it's called... Is it called Bleaker Burger or something? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh-uh, I can't remember. There's um the, the my favourite burger place in London. I'm pretty sure it's called Burger and Beyond. I'll send you their page after. Uh, that's decent. It's unreal. Yeah, it's not like burgers on steroids, is it? They look quite They're reasonable, normal. yeah. But, like, the sides are really good. Their mac and cheese is like so flavoursome and they do these tater tot things with like um cheese on top yeah. of their unreal awesome yeah can you tell i'm reversing <laughs> i read your post killing it just trying to fun. keep it tight like <laughs> well i'd be worried if you did look like that if that's what they're warding pro cards for in your category looking like a bikini girl <laughs> I do, I'm in condition. You look sick. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and we touched upon this earlier on. And I I don't know if you want to answer this because of pressure and all that sort of stuff. But obviously, someone's asking about when you will do your pro debut. Okay. Um, I want to... Well, we, me and Callum, have spoke about wanting to do the Arnold UK, if I can get an invite to that. That would be a cool first show to that do. That would be sick. Yeah, that would be very, very, very good to do that in England and such a prestigious kind of event as well. And it gives me quite a bit of time to get better. So that's what I'd like to do. But it's hard to kind of pinpoint on something right now because we do want to do... Because um, obviously I'm really, really good friends with Mark Hector and he's coached by Callum now as well. So where we're, we're going to do a bit of a tour, I think, next year, where we're both going to kind of hunt for our Olympia qualification. So sounds so mental saying that. That is so cool, though. And really nice to be able to do it as like a group, as like a unit. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Like, we are so excited about it. It's going to be sick. Because obviously, like, Mark's, like, one of my best, best, best friends. Like, I absolutely adore him. Like, we're like family. And Callum's became like that now as well. And, like, we all train together when we can, obviously, when I'm in the UK. But we all speak every day. We're all in a group on WhatsApp. And it's very, very kind of close-knit. And I've obviously done five, six shows with Callum abroad now living in close proximity, sharing apartments. Like, we know each other. There's a, like there's no better way to understand someone or get to know them than actually living with them. So that's, that's, that's like we know each other, we know what we're about, we know what we like. And then to have Mark jump in as well and to potentially do the Arnold UK together and then fly to the US and hit a run of shows. It's just so exciting to think about. Like, like I'm so invigorated. I'm so determined. I'm so inspired. I feel like a new man. Like, I've just started all over again. It's like I went from being down and out and make or break to, like, I'm fucking ready to go in and flipping really, really hit these pro shows like never before. I feel like, 
yeah, I feel like I'm where I belong. I'm going to fucking kill it as well. It felt so good as well when I won. Like that Jack Sullivan, the IFBB Pro League judge, he's like, he's a resident Pro League judge. Like he does the Olympia and everything. He did the Arnold UK. And uh, he came over and he was like, well done, brother. You deserve that. And I was like, oh, sick. And he's like, you're going to do some damage in the Pro League. And I was like, fucking what? <laughs> what? Amazing. <laughs> you mean that? He was like, like probably one of the nicest judges I've ever met. Oh, wasn't he? I he was, was like, so just, just like nice. He was so welcoming and friendly. Uh, I was like, he knows this guy's the man. He's so sick. Yeah. Yeah, he's so he was so nice. He came backstage when um it was strange because you don't really see this. Like the head judge came round the back outside through that door backstage before I'd even won my class. And he was just on his own, like, just looking around. And I was like, I went over to him. I was like, how, what, what's going on? I was like, well, how did I do? And he was like, he did really well. I was like, have I won? He was like, I don't know yet, he said. I was like, come on. He was like, I don't know. I was like, I was like just tell me. I was like, it's close, isn't it? He was like, it's very close, but you're doing really well. And I was like, oh. I was like, man. And then I just stood there and he was like, stay close, brother. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> That's such a vibe, though. Oh, but like, what a guy. Like, yeah. Like, judges usually just sit there and keep away, don't they? Yes. Like, he was on, he just strolling around the athletes backstage. It's nuts. Crazy. Crazy. Well, I have absolutely loved this conversation. My face is aching from smiling. <laughs> so is mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm so grateful for you joining me for another episode. Right. Um, time is yeah. precious, as we know. Yeah. So, this has been—I was never going to miss this. This is this is so so good. It's been Thank sick. You. Like Thank to you. have this with you, and I've said it publicly that your podcast was the best one I've ever ever done, without a doubt. You really touched touched me and made me talk in a way that I haven't before, and. Now I feel at ease and I can talk like that every time I talk to you. So I thank you for that. And um, I, I got some really, really good feedback and nice comments and people telling me how <laughs> one person actually messaged me saying, oh, I'm not saying I thought you were a dick, but... Uh, you're it's actually, always one. <laughs> yeah, you're actually all right. You're actually sound. So like, yeah, cheers. <laughs> So it's kind of opened people's eyes as to what I'm like as a person and not just the social media person that they assume me to be like. So I'm really, really grateful that you've allowed me to express myself and be myself on your channel and uh, speak so openly and freely. No, that means a lot. So thank you so much. And I think it's important, like the whole purpose of the man behind the muscle was for people to see like who's behind the exterior. Um, And probably I, I actually probably got the most feedback on your episode out of even every series I've done since then because people didn't really know you no, no. Like, a lot of people didn't even have a preconception they just didn't really know who you were as yeah. a person they knew Hader they knew the bodybuilder but they didn't know who you were they didn't know your fact you're could... a family man and that you were so funny I think I can come across as maybe a little bit 
spiky exterior sometimes i don't really ever mean to be like that but maybe it's just how i'm just focused on what i'm doing a lot of the time i don't know but i i've heard that a lot that people kind of expect me to be almost not very nice for some reason and i'm like what come on it's completely the opposite of what yeah. i'm like like I, I think you come across purpose. as really serious. I wouldn't say spiky is the word. Yeah. But you're so focused yeah. and driven that some people could see that as being quite hard. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, that could make sense, to be fair. But, but actually, I'm not, you're not. No. You bring the, you bring the soft side out. <laughs> sure. You've got away, got away with uh, your, your words and how you come across. It's really good. I told you that last time. You need to really push this because you're sick. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I'm so, so glad that I was there in the background to hear you turn pro. Oh, man. Buzzing to see you. I didn't know. You didn't tell anyone, did no. you? No. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you doing here? <laughs> it's always a secret. I, oh, you didn't believe in yourself that day. No. Not at all. I told you. Just going for the numbers. Just didn't no, know the did. number was going to be two. You're going to be at that next one next time. Trust me. We'll see. We'll see. Progression. It's going up and up and up every time. Yeah. You got to look. Oh. I'm going to go into a long ass off season now. Bring myself bit... up and come back fighting. Yeah, man. Trust me. You're going to be in them overalls next year. I can see it happening. Make the right improvements, and that's where you belong. And I'll be on the sidelines cheering you on for your your O. On. But yeah, um, it's been epic conversation. Thank you, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's been I'll amazing. Be watching. Yes. <laughs>